Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Man, I'd say 2019 has gone off to a great start. Government still shut down. Issues with R. Kelly. Long buried issues that are just now coming out in full function. And, of course, we still have the same old other problem where everybody announces everything, but they don't solve the issue. And uh, I'm still talking about their gym memberships and all this other self-appointed crap to the point where it just disgusts you, know? I mean, we're we're barely two weeks in. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is a new year and all this other gunk just comes up. You know, and it's... <laughs> You know, what happened to earlier, you know what I mean, like last week, where we were all talking about the new experiences and everything else, but now nah, it turns out with 2019, you still got 2018's problems. Hell, I think we're still paying the bill on 2016, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm getting a little too ahead of myself. Welcome to the J-Man Show, here on... J360 How's it going, J360 Legion? And welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 82. This is your main man himself, Jay. Just checking in with all of you. <laughs> and yeah, apparently we all got some stuff to talk about. Now, there has been some improvements for J360 Productions lately. I finally completed the uh, J360 YouTube trailer. Yep, turns out that, you know, despite my problems with the platform, I am going to make some content for it again. It's about time for it, and, you know, there's nowhere else to go yet, unless, for those of you that are going to say Vimeo and Daily Motion, you got to understand, while they're good platforms, they have their problems too. So let's go ahead and work with getting some stuff for YouTube, you know what I mean? Especially since, you know, some of the podcasts that we make over there, it's going to be a central hub for us. So, for those of you that are in the J360 Legion and you're on our YouTube channel, you know, there's always content for you to see, including after this episode is done being produced. But, getting right back into, well, you know, that's just development for the company, and so far I'm happy to be doing some filmmaking again. I hope to do a couple of music videos while I'm at it. Just leaving that out there for you all. And for those of you that are independent musicians and you want to do, like, a music video feature of me or anybody else... And the J360 uh, team, you know, just let me know, all right? Eh, you know the deal. We're we're going to open the borders a little bit, you know what I'm saying? No need to be, like, full-on Wakanda around here. Ah, <laughs> uh, but, man. So, what pile of slop do we have to dig through today, huh? Now, I would leave it up to a vote for all of you. Do we take care of the political crap, or do we take care of... The um, entertainment industry crap, or do we take care of, you know, the usual crap where people aren't exactly respecting each other? 
let's see which which one's the more or less uh which one's the more or less disgusting? No, they're all pretty damn disgusting. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I already know. Let's go ahead and talk about what's going in the political game, huh? So, you you think about it. You start a new year. Your government's still shut down, yet a lot of the most viable resources in the government are running low on funds. Soon enough, people are going to be going to work without being paid for it. That's going to be a lot of back pay to deal with. And some people are already calling out. They're trying to curb the system a little bit. It's like, hey, you know, I ain't get paid for this. Why the hell should I be there, right? I mean, after all, airports are already suffering that with the TSA. And then there's a lot of other areas in the government that are not making their money. As a matter of fact, I think something for the judicial branch is going to be running out on the 11th. But, you see, when you think about it, this only matters to people who care. You understand what I'm saying? And if you take a good long look at certain people who have held down the office of the presidency, a lot of them were aged, a lot of them, you know, looked like they had a lot on their mind and all sorts of other things that have happened to them. Whereas you look over there at Donald Trump, Donald Trump just as ugly as he was years ago, and the thing about it is, he's not gotten ugly or anything, he still looks the same, right? Because the man doesn't care. Yes. I'm sorry, for those of you out there that are still marching along with this man, you gotta start asking some questions. Something about this isn't right. You understand what I mean? If you ever think that the government money will freeze up or whatever, look no further than what's going on from that side of the room, because needless to say, this is is ridiculous. You know? And it's all because to raise up money for 7 to 8 billion for a wall... To allegedly protect us. You know, the thing about it is, I, I've said this before when I started this series. You know, how much security do you need when there's no liberty at all? Huh? I mean, I can understand this. See, I don't trust a lot of people either. And trust is a very valuable thing. But I am not to the point where I'm so wrapped around in layers and crap to the point where I'm just like, everybody's my enemy and stuff. That's just paranoia at best. And it ain't good for your soul. And since life is short, I'd rather go out, you know, you know what I mean? I'd rather go out with some, you know, idealism that there were people out there I did get to know and talk to. Not sitting there and thinking that my xenophobia is going to protect me and that everybody's my enemy and that life is, life is peachier because I feel safe now. I haven't felt safe in America in years. I'll be honest with you on that. Matter of fact, and I, and I know none of this in this administration alone... Hell, you can even call it that. And no, nothing in Incompetence, Inc. alone is for my benefit. But maybe it's for white America's benefit. Or maybe it's for some other people's benefit to the point where it just doesn't serve anyone except the 1%. But then again, for a lot of us, we can't even go ahead and work together and get out of our own way without a whole lot of hell either. Because some of us like to troll and then others of us, we just don't stand for that. You know what I'm saying? And some of us are so protective of certain things that we really aren't really supposed to be protective about, but they hit us right in our fears. Now, I gotta look at Trump and I gotta say this. I can't say all of this is on Trump. Oh yeah, shocker, right? This stuff has been festering since long before Trump even considered his presidency. Remember, he tried to get a campaign together in 2015, which we all should have kept an eye on him about, because remember, it died down. But in 2016 came along... And man, the stuff didn't grow back. 
And it's just like, what? what, what uh, wait, what? Really? Our problems are not in the Middle East? Our problems are coming from the southwest border? You're kidding! Now, I don't want to be um, that kind of person to say that it's all America's fault, but, you know, quite a lot of things that go on nowadays, even from different minority perspectives and other things that seemingly are wrong with race relations, it comes from people's ability, or I should say, ability to blame things, yet inability to atone for things. You understand that, right? Life's not perfect, and neither, and even then, I can't go after everybody for what happened over 400 years ago. You understand what I'm saying? The thing about it is, it doesn't make any sense that the fact that we're still having these kind of conversations, but there's a lot of people that don't believe in integration, working together, and becoming a complete country anymore. And I don't know why you look at Donald Trump to expect the same thing. I don't know why people expect that. The man prayed off your fears. He did the Freddy Krueger thing. For real. You know, because that's all people do. They say, think of the children. <laughs> think of the whole damn society while you're at it. Think about it. I mean, why, why do we have to always belittle each other and be at war with each other? We don't need a wall to protect us. A wall that, you know, that my kids, their kids... And their kids and so on and so on if we still have a planet by this time because we're pretty much killing it. Or, um, you know, descendants of the line, of the family line, are going to be paying for because of one man's paranoia and other people's paranoia. Like the 1% are so scared of that. Here's the thing. If you wanted that kind of money, you could have that kind of money, but you need to go after the executives that do have it. How come all those executives are not chipping in their money for that sort of scenario. How come they're not all paying into the government like they should so the government can be functional? How come you can't hire people for government offices to do the job right? You know what I'm saying? How come everything's have to be like a special interest kind of thing? Really think about it from time to time. Because you see, a lot of people don't want Hillary Clinton to be president and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm saying that because I've covered this before. So we're stuck with this nonsense. And then, of course, you know, a lot of y'all are saying, yeah, we got the Democrats in the House, though, Jay. If he does something really wrong, they can impeach him. Now, yes, while I agree with what the lady in Michigan did say, the thing about it is she hasn't said anything that I haven't said the last couple of years, guys. And not only that, even if they make the grounds to impeach him, could he still hold ground in office? Could he still dictate certain things? Because remember... This is a Trump off the rails. This isn't like he has, you know, Kelly and Mathis keeping him in check on a couple of things. Because they left. They were like, you know what? This is too much of a mess to clean up. He's unhinged, not dealing with it. And to this day, I still want to know exactly what their words were during that meeting when some of them said, you know what? Just not going to deal with this anymore. I know there's a lot of that going on. Like, this man has an incomplete cabinet, and you're thinking that that 30% is still thinking that he is the best president of all time. Maybe because they deal with other people that want to do that PC, politically correct crap. Maybe that's what it is. Because, see, as I've said before, I'm not politically correct. There are people's problems out here that I know if you can solve that problem yourself, but you still want to go find another problem to deal with, and you still want to go ahead and jump into somebody else's business and try to say they're not living right, 
when at the same time you don't have all your factors together, yeah, there's something wrong with that. See, that's the kind of people I don't like dealing with. That's the kind of people I don't mind getting to embellish to go ahead and show how ignorant they are on their whole little shenanigans and appeal on things. Because, you see, that's hypocritical. Just like with all this stuff. I mean, we can't even afford to pay on some of the things that we have done military service for right now. You know, the government, when it shuts down, it's supposed to completely shut down. There's no such thing as partial shutdown. So whenever you hear somebody say something about partial anything, it's ridiculous. Shutdown is like a finale word. He was waiting on something like this anyway. You know, because everybody likes to talk about Trump because Trump has money. And he does. A lot of money. How come he's not paying for his pet project? You ever ask him that question? And then you realize, like, the timeline for all this stuff, right? Because wasn't the whole Mueller investigation pushing through with 17 investigations and stuff? Different citations coming out every week? Weren't they getting stuff done with that? But you see, now here's the problem with the government. The government, much like your best friend and anybody else out there, runs on money. And since things run on money, the idea is he wants to starve them out a little bit to the point where they have to give in to his demands. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll go ahead, we'll, we'll look into that wall idea. Yeah, yeah, you will, won't you? <laughs> oh, God, and then, you know, taxes is starting to come up soon. I, I really hope that this doesn't mess that up because... I'm really banking on that tax return, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That stuff for me after I file it and deal with putting up with enough BS throughout last year. You know what I'm saying? It just It's insulting to a lot of people. It's damn near insulting to me. The fact that we're having these kind of conversations again. And then, of course, you know, people don't manage their money right either. Or they're locked in a deal and all that kind of stuff that's not helping them benefit where their financial goals are and stuff. I know. I weep for it. But the thing about it is, unless that person is going to do something about their problem, then it's just pissing the wind. And uh, forgive me for my shock jocking today. But then again, this is episode 82. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're now offended by the things that I do, and I said forgive me because that's a test, I don't want your forgiveness at all. You know what the hell kind of a, you know, what the hell kind of a commentator I am on these things. You know this stuff. And the truth is, is that you kind of need to man or woman up a little bit, get some strength, get some strength, and speak out about this stuff. Get all the information you need. You got to face the problem. See, what Trump being the way he is, yeah, he's a problem. He's not going to change. He's 72 years old, going on 73 this year. Don't act like I don't know. And you see, the thing about it is, you got to report on this stuff. Even on his own network that he favors, people had outlined the lies he said in that speech. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing to benefit us. Now, before a lot of y'all go ahead and call me a pinko or whatever, I want to say this much. I am a fond believer in the country. I am a fond believer that we can all get it together once we get all of our stuff out of the way, you know, our issues, our baggage, and everything else. A lot of people say, oh, I'm getting rid of my 2018 baggage. Well, here it comes back with a vengeance along with 17 and 16. And the truth be told, you haven't had enough time to even deal with this one yet because we're not knee-deep in this year. This is his third year, y'all. He's up for re-election soon. I mean, he done did every, he didn't get a thing done. You do know that, right? 
with full Republican control, he didn't get nothing done. Oh, yeah, he'll go ahead and tell you, oh, well, I took care of the taxes. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did, pal, because you see, the thing about it is a lot of people, they don't really care about their taxes as they like to think they do. Unless you're a small business owner or unless you're somebody that really wonders why you're not paying it, bringing home your gross pay like you should, yeah, that's the only reason why you would probably care about that. Or somebody that owes back taxes, that is the only reason why you would care. Or you're trying to get a new home or something like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't pay attention. They don't research this stuff. They don't realize what the IRS is all about. And I can understand because, you know, U.S. economy is kind of dry. The only way we really talk about it is is where we talk, start talking about it as CNN presents it. But you want to wake up. You want to really know how your government works and where your money goes. And part of knowing where your money goes is to see where you spend it. I can see it now that the government wants to go ahead and do all this stuff to spend money on products that are not going to benefit us. Whereas we need better infrastructure in our cities. Whereas we need better parking. Whereas we need like more efficient roadways and everything else. And not to mention renewable energy. Oh yes. Something to actually help the world out a little bit in our state of living. But he wants to go ahead and get like 7 to $8 billion to build a wall. A wall where there's already a fence, and people found a way to get around that fence. And we could talk about getting more border agents there, but needless to say, you know, we we ain't got the money to pay them, do we? And then it's all, when you look at why this is a problem anyway, why immigration regulation isn't working out because you see how underfunded the government is on that particular issue. You're supposed to keep up with that. A lot of people, their visas were expiring anyway, so they overstayed. A lot of people weren't border hopping that way anymore. They did it through other means. It could be either through tunneling or it could be through, hey, airplanes, because, you know, a lot of people have the ability to fly now. Even if they have a don't fly list, they found a way to come in. But even when those people came in, they did the jobs that a lot of Americans turned their backs on for the most minimum of things, and they knew how to save their money. You understand that, right? A lot of people believe in that American dream, and they will go, and they will sacrifice, they will put the time in, they will do things that you and me will probably call out for, because, hey, they want their better life, and they're going for it. But when you look at it, like, from our point of view, oh, that job ain't good enough for me, Mm, I'm bigger than this, I don't need that money at all. Yeah. And we dime ourselves out of a bunch of things. Not a good way to go, and not the best look. Put it that way. And it affects us, because once it comes in, it bites us in the ass, which this is all have. Now we sit here, and we wonder what the solution is, and then the first thing that comes to mind is build a wall. I remember when he came over here during his campaign, and he came right to Harrington, Delaware. And he said... Build the wall. Build the wall. And he had people chanting that. I was like, you idiots. What are y'all chanting build the wall for? What, build a wall through Virginia or Maryland? What the hell's wrong with y'all? We don't even live near the border. Now, granted, we have a lot of immigrants here, and they are very respectful people. I ain't got a problem with the immigrants around here. I don't have a problem with anybody unless they try to cross me on some things. And the thing about it is, (laughs) yeah, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. The truth is, is that 
when it gets right down to the way people are on these issues, they always try to talk about the limited solution of things, not the real solution, not the long-term plan. Oh, no, that's too long. That, that takes too much of my process power with some people. If you really want to solve a problem, you want to remedy it. You want to fix this whole thing. And then you hope that you got the best. But you don't do it by saying, well, this is how you're going to do it. And you're going to do it my way or no way. And that's what we got in office right now. He doesn't have a problem doing this whole government shutdown thing because, well, you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about me or you, the common people. That's the same reason why he doesn't want a poor person to be in his cabinet. Now, a lot of y'all can say, well, well, you know, Jay, uh, that's actually reasonable. Shut up, fool. If you're out here as broke and poor as me from time to time and just trying to make sure your check comes through without a little bit of a hassle, you know, it, it shouldn't matter at that point. When you get a job like that working with a president, of, so to speak, because Donald Trump's not a real president like anything, you want to be able to help people. And you want to be able for people to help themselves too. At least make a way. Nowadays, people just want to be like, oh, I have mine, you don't have yours. <laughs> Tough luck, jerk. That's not a way to be. It's not a way to be. Huh. But you know, we're going to hold off on this political game because needless to say, it's only going to get crazier from here on out. And we're not even, we're not even through January like anything yet. So just got to try to make it through these up and coming days. I mean, I got things to do. I'm about to finish college, so... Whew. And then I'm done with school. You know what I mean? So it's all about the next course of life. And who knows, I might be covering this nonsense more often. So, just getting out of the woodwork here. It's just like, we're in a bad way and we got a still, still got a long road to go. And I'm not even impressed by Elizabeth Warren's um, 2020 bid. I mean, if she gets it, great. I, I want to see that. You know what I'm saying? But there's also an idea that, you know, I kind of want to see who really wants this, you know? And who's really going to come in and clean up the mess that's being made right now. And even if they do, still got the Supreme Court to deal with. You know? And they're, they're set for life. But, you know, where do we go from here? That's the question. And maybe I'll answer it in my upcoming documentary, Which Way Is Up Part 2. The Trump years. Yeah. Because this, this guy is a piece of work, man. And it's a lot to cover, along with a lot of information that just makes you say, huh? And WTF. But I don't want to go ahead and delve deep into too much political talk. I want to go ahead and talk about something else that's happening on the entertainment lifestyle. Hell's Kitchen is still good! <laughs> man, who would have thought here on season 18... That Hell's Kitchen still has a lot of fire in it, man. I mean, it, and it's not just Gordon Ramsay doing his barbs and his and, and everything else that he says, like you know, it's raw or get out. No, no, it's not just that. That that's awesome, and I like when he says anything snappy towards him. What it really is is the fact that <laughs> the chefs that come up in there, like he still has <laughs> the most delusional people. From previous shows or the ones that are just coming in there. Just just talking all that game, but they cannot cook worth a damn from steaks or anything. 
I mean, look, look, I understand. Beef Wellingtons have always been a problem for people. I might tackle it myself someday, but I'm not going on Gordon Ramsay's show unless I'm filming him or unless I'm conducting an interview. Which, by the way, Gordon Ramsay, I mean, Chef Ramsay, I should say, if you ever hear the J-Man show, <laughs> hey, let's, let's set up a meeting. Oh yeah, folks, this is a new year. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get big leaguers in. Not to mention those of you that have been in the podverse with me, you know. Any of y'all can come in any time. I noticed that for, you know, quite a while that I've been kind of nagging on it. But that's because I've been doing other things. But I'm willing to go ahead and get you guys in the logbook right now. So go ahead and send me an email about it. J360productions at Outlook.com. Now going back into uh, my spiel here. Like, <laughs> I mean, like some of these people have been on the show before and they act worse than they've ever been. Like, at first, it was called Rookies versus Veterans, but you see, both sides were so bad, he, he said by the second episode, experiment over. It's going to be men versus women like it always is. And it's like, even the veterans, even the veterans like Trev from Season 8, still has a confidence issue. It's like, dude, you've been very successful throughout all of the last time you've been there, like seven years ago and stuff. You don't, you, you don't need this. You know what I mean? Why would you go through it again? You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like an ego stroke, in which for some people, it kind of is. But, you know, I just look at it from time to time, and it's like, hey, more power to you. But I also know that Gordon Ramsay has another show similar to his Kitchen Nightmare show, which is, um, I think, what is it? One hour from hell and back, one hour type, of the, type deal? Because he has like one hour to get those kitchens back in shape and stuff. Now, to me, that seems kind of far-fetched, but... I know some of y'all are going to be like, oh, like Kitchen Nightmare isn't? It's like, well, well, Kitchen Nightmares, though, these are people that have been well within their whole brigade of working in these kitchens and stuff like that. And some of them are so in-depth that you wonder whether he's going to save them or not. And they tell you at the end whether it happens or so. Like, some of them I feel for, and then others of them I don't. And it's kind of sad to see what happens to people that are on reality shows in general. You know, because, like, some of the people that were on Hell's Kitchen can't come back because they... They've long since left the earth. They passed away. So, you know, as I look at these veterans, I hope that they get what they're getting out of it. But some of these people have already been successful in their own right because they've been on the show before. Whereas with the new people, this is their moment to shine. So, it's it's little things like that. But then again, we all know how ratings are, right? Right. Another thing I've seen, R. Kelly. Everybody's talking about R. Kelly. The man has not released a CD or a new single in years now, but we get a startling new documentary about old stuff that he's done during his wilding days. And needless to say, it's like, I'm not impressed that he did it, and I don't condone that he did it, but I'm always wondering, like, is this like a civil case against him? Are they all really trying to shut him down right now? Because the thing is, even a lot of fans out there knew that he was doing this stuff. There's a videotape about him peeing on a peeing on a 14-year-old girl, among other things. There was another thing where, like, this this woman caught him uh, banging banging uh, her niece in the back, like, during the tour and stuff. It's And, you know, that's just to name a few things that he's done. I mean, it was a six-part documentary on multiple nights on Lifetime. And, like, from time to time, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I always knew R. Kelly had his problems. You know, and then they started off on the first episode with, oh, well, you know, um, 
Um, he had a rough upbringing. He he wasn't really open to people. Um, he left school. He couldn't read. All the, yeah, you know, of course, because you got to humanize the monster first, right? Keep that in mind. Just like off of Frankenstein, right? You know, when Doctor Frankenstein went ahead and committed one of the most sinful things of digging up a body, gathering the pieces to make life. Yes, because you see, it's not the monster's fault; it's the doc's fault, right? So then you hear about his beginning. Going into, like, getting into the music biz and everything else. Because the, the man can sing. No matter what he's done, he can sing. But, like, from the boondocks, don't think that every black man that goes to jail or in one of these scandals is a damn hero. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. If you wanted to help R. Kelly, get counseling for R. Kelly. Hide his camcorder. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that people are willing to defend their heroes tooth and nail to the point where they forget all reason to do so. And even with seeing R. Kelly doing this stuff, you know, I'm like, okay, well, are you going to send him to jail? Are you going to send him in front of the firing brigade? I mean, what exactly is the end game taking down R. Kelly right now? That's the whole thing. Because everybody's saying, mute R. Kelly, silence R. Kelly. Um, Like, his songs are perverse. Yes, but love can be a very perverse act, especially when you're making it. When you're having sex, man, sex ain't clean. Sex is about the most filthiest, nicest thing in the world. But then again, people are trying not to have sex anymore. People are trying to go ahead and remove that from the equation. Source for another episode, and I hope to have a guess on that. So, <laughs> I'm going to leave that over for any of you ladies that would like to, you know, bring in the feminist perspective. You know what I mean? But as I say this, though, it's not condoning what R. Kelly did. R. Kelly being the statutory rapist and all that kind of stuff, it's not good. The ladies that are came together, they are brave for what they have done. I mean, I commend them for speaking out, but how come nobody came together and got him at that time when he was in his prime? Really shut him down, you know? As soon as the Ali soundtrack came out, well, you know, and think about the Ali soundtrack, well, see, I, I, I like that, you know? How come they're coming at this time with all this Me Too and stuff like that? I wish that they would have done this a lot sooner, you know? I mean, it's brave, yes, but... Get them in their prime. Get them during that time. You know what I'm saying? You got to. That's the way to shut down a monster before it grows into a monster. You know? The whole thing. It should have stopped when Aaliyah was there. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to hear any sort of reasonable responses to it. I mean, they bring up Bill Cosby a lot now. Bill Cosby, despite what he's done... Despite the criminal rapist acts that he has done, he's also done a lot of good on the other side. He's done a lot of good for the African-American community. He also talked big about everybody going into college, getting educations, taking, taking jobs that, you know, that people will refuse to help further your education, help get you where you need to be. And he's done a lot for Detroit public schools, too. I have yet to see anybody else do any of the things that he's done for education right off. Now, before y'all go ahead and say Chance the Rapper, Kevin Hart, and everybody else, I understand that. But Kevin Hart was under fire not too long ago because of a tweet that talked about a joke that he had years ago, too. Which, by the way, stop going to comedy acts and trying to get the comedians, you know, the ones that are doing their jobs that people pay to go see after having a stressful day or whatever. Stop trying to get them to apologize. They don't need to apologize to you. 
I mean, if that's the way you feel, if you're hurt by things that have happened, okay, and you have not taken the necessary steps to try to recover from this or to try to say that, you know what, I'm sick and I need to get well. I can't be around the public eye too often. I'm dealing with mental demons. I'm dealing with PTSD. I'm dealing with a whole lot of stuff where you can go and get help for. Don't go to a comedy club and tell the person on stage, hey, you're hurting my feelings and stuff like that. They are not paid to worry about your feelings. They are not paid for you. Nobody in the audience is sitting there to listen to you and look at you and say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we should go ahead and do an objective, politically correct joke. A politically correct joke, let me tell you, is not funny. And there was one time that I tried to test this theory to try to tell a joke that will please everybody. You know what? It's much like making a movie that will please everybody. Not going to happen. A pipe dream at best. And just wastes everybody else's time. So here's how that goes. As I'm making movies again this year, and as I'm doing what I need to do, if you are displeased, kiss the broadest side of my ass. Why don't you? Because the thing about it is, I'm still doing it for me and anybody else out there that want to see those movies. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm here to tell a story, present that story, and hopefully you learn something. But at best, hopefully you're entertained. And the thing is, it's just you got to go for what you want. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that are really out there that are going to be in my movies. So, that's just the way it is. You know? Art imitates life. And comedy is an art form. And when I when I have a hard day running J360 or I have a hard day, school, work, whatever I do, you know, I like to sit back and I like to listen to some of those comedy shows. I like to listen to a lot of things that are considered, you know inhumane nowadays oh yeah it's it's raunchy it's this and that that's that's stuff i like you understand what i'm saying there's nothing wrong with that that's something for me so i can try to make my life more meaningful you ever wonder why a lot of people have anxiety and all that kind of stuff because they're not they're not they're not going out there and doing comedy, listen to comedy and stuff. They're not finding ways to cope and try to break that whole thing. And even if they are, because sometimes severity differs amongst people. I mean, if you're not doing it, you're not doing it. Face that fact. If you are doing it, it's not working. You got to find another method. You never know. That method might be that niche you need to rebuild your life. And for me, sometimes just sitting back and listening to, like, let me name a few of my friends. Like, Listening to S. Anthony Thomas on S. Anthony Says, or listening to um, Joe Moffat from the Joe Mo Show. Like, that stuff is funny. Even Mikey Jolitz. He's awesome from the Big Big Show. These are people I know, but they're funny people. And they talk about their lifestyles. Like, when I talk about my lifestyles, I hope I entertain a lot of them, too. Because the thing about it is, I'm tired of people apologizing for things that they haven't done. Or doing what they're supposed to do. You take the full meaning out of apologizing when you go like that. But I will have to let you know one thing. I don't pay bills for you. So at the end of the day, I can't be concerned about your feelings. I have to be concerned about mine. I have to be concerned about what I'm putting out there, yes. But at the same time, as it is out there, you're going to have to learn how to deal with it. Because that's your responsibility on the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people try to say, oh, well, 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 we should sue Facebook. We should do all this other stuff. But they're still on Facebook using it. You see what I'm saying? 
A lot of people try to say we should do all these other things, yet they don't follow through on that process. But they want an apology because they feel that's a leg up. That's, that's something to stroke that ego instead of just being a legitimate apology. You understand what I'm saying? People throw apologies around anymore. I don't believe them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's really, really plausible. But then you can hear the stuff in their voice. You can just hear it sometimes where it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, okay, I know you're lying. I know there's no really realism in this apology. I know there's nothing here that's genuine at all. So to hell with you then. It all still stands. Lost a lot of friends for this logic, but you know what? They weren't really friends at all, were they? I don't care about the people I lose. Like I said, it's always the company you keep, and I don't keep those that don't want to be kept, and I also don't keep a bunch of idiots around here that do nothing to help me out or help you out or any of that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But going back to the R. Kelly thing, now you got those people who have sympathized enough with these accusers. Yeah, I went on that tangent because it's like this. They want apologies from other people too. They want apology from people who actually like R. Kelly's music. Slow your roll. The thing about it is, is this. You still listen to Gary Glitter and a lot of rock stars out there who have done more illicit acts than need be. And then you got the nerve to want to talk about silencing people who listen to R. Kelly's music. First off, you don't tell me what to listen to and not to listen to. I listen to what I want to listen to. If I want to listen to I'm the World's Greatest because that's just the fight song I need to get through the stupidness of the day, that's my business. Because I, in my mind, I am the world's greatest. I'm also the man. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And I know that pissed off a lot of feminists there because I just used M-A-N in that. And it's true, I am a man. The thing about it is, is that I'm not going to give up listening to any of R. Kelly's stuff because R. Kelly made good music. He made a bunch of dumb decisions, but he made good music. It's kind of like how, if you look at you know your grandfather nowadays, he probably reminisces about how great of a football player O.J. Simpson was before all the, uh, you know, hey, rage against the wife happened. You understand what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, Bill Cosby's in jail, people going after R. Kelly, yet O.J. walking free. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a messed up world we live in. And not only is OJ walking free, by, mind you, he's over here doing a bunch of um, a bunch of live talks on whether he did the incident or not. And it's like, dude, you just got out of jail after trying to steal your own stuff back. Right now, you should be irrelevant as hell. And I know that's messed up, but it's true. And then as you work on trying to take down these people from time to time, are they really gone... You know what I'm saying? Are they really gone? Because I know that Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture of Golden Globes, right? But I also know they didn't mention the director of that film, who is Brian Singer, who Brian Singer is allegedly one of those people that are on that Me Too list who has attempted to and molested multiple male personal assistants or production assistants that worked underneath of him. So, but does he still get a cut of that gross, though, does he? You know what I mean? For helming that picture. Think about it. You see, taking them down in their prime is one thing. But when you wait too late, just, I guess, to gather your strength, I guess, and then go after them when they're not worth anything, I mean, in the end, what, what happens from there? So we get it. So we throw him in jail, and he's locked away. 
what do we do then? You understand what I'm saying? But then again, it wouldn't matter, though, if he died. Could you imagine if R. Kelly died the next day? And how, you know, how all the networks would be running that crap? They would not be running it because of the documentary. They would be running that crap because R. Kelly is dead. And R. Kelly is a recording artist who made quite a lot of money with every song that he's recorded. So it would circulate multiple times over that, you know... The man has died. There's nothing else you can do about it. I mean, I remember when people were going to go to hell, hell arms of fury to take down Michael Jackson's estate. But as soon as he died, all of that molestation crap just washed right out. Everybody's like, oh, sin for the man. I miss Michael. Michael was awesome. His music changed the world for everybody. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's all it takes. I mean... A lot of these musicians, a lot of these politicians, a lot of these public figures that you hold in high regard and you put on a pedestal, like they try to go after Stan Lee for a bunch of Me Too crap. They try to go after a lot of people for a lot of things, and nobody's asking questions and doing stellar investigations like they should. And it makes you wonder why. It really does. I mean, that's the question I have to ask about all the time. Never know, I might have to do a high-profile investigation myself on a bunch of things. And it's so sad, because we're witch-hunting all over the place. And you do note, as we do this stuff, and as we go ahead and finger-point at each other on multiple different things that benefit no one, of of course we take down a monster, but you gotta realize this, you take down one monster, there's like 10,000 other monsters we have to face next. So... And I'm not talking about the real, real ancient monsters that kind of have the ability to shut down anything they want to shut down. You understand that? Let that keep you awake at night. I'm not saying that it's impossible for us to do these things, but what I'm saying is is this. It's a lot of gunk and a lot of disgusting things out there for us to dig through, folks, and... You know, even though we did this whole Me Too movement in 2018 to break down some things, still got a lot of crap to dig through. And you never know who the feature players is in that that stuff. But it just makes me wonder, like, you know, there's some healing that needs to go on, too. And don't get mad at a brother for his music or watching a movie that has this actor in it or all this other stuff. I mean... The thing about it is, when they were professions in their craft, we weren't thinking about this stuff too much. Now, when the news came out about what R. Kelly did, oh yeah, should have got him there. Should have got him there. But things were settled, weren't they? So, I can only imagine what we do throughout the rest of the year to take him down now. And I'm not defending his actions. What I'm saying is, if you see somebody that's a monster like that, yeah, you're right in your power to go ahead and try to do what you got to do to stop them so nobody else will get affected. Like, the victims alone, they are brave for what they did, but I wish they would have done it sooner. And I say that for anybody out there. And not only that, I would say that I would like better investigations to happen. Not worrying about how much money or influence or power that person has, but I would just hope for, you know things to work like they're supposed to instead of like oh well i'll do it when i'm interested but hey we'll talk about apathy on another episode 
I talked your ear off on enough of these issues, right, to last for quite a while. So, I'll give you some other deep thinking. Maybe you can label this a black label episode. I haven't done one of those in a while. But, you know, we'll go from there and we'll talk about, you know, whatever the next topic is going to be next week. Because I know that it's not too far off for something else to fall down the canal. And you can tell I'm trying so hard not to unleash cussing right now. (laughs) But it's just a lot of foolishness out here. But until then, this is the J-Man signing off, and I want you all to take it easy. And if you got a couple of voicemail on some of these topics, you know, go ahead and call us up and leave one. That number is 420-903-1634. And by the way, keep it clean because you know this is not an unrated show, but I'm going to work on that. (laughs) But until then, you know, this is Jay signing off, y'all. So see you all later.